0: about that time Chris Brooks here joined by David Johnson uh, from uh, inside the rebels 247 sports it's the rebels 247 podcast hope everybody is doing well today and David um, how are you doing hi guys I'm doing great
1: You know, we just got through uh, watching the rebels scrimmage for the first time this year, and I guess that's what we're going to talk about this morning. That and uh, maybe some position battles and things of such. But uh, man, doing good. Glad to be here. Yeah, David, that's
0: exactly what we need to do. Kind of, uh, I tell you what, I wish we would have. We could have just podcasted our conversation last night for about thirty minutes about what we're seeing or hearing from from practices so far. But mm-hmm. I know you went over there Saturday and had a chance to lay eyes on a lot of these players. Just anything stick out to you from uh, from practice on Saturday?
1: Yeah, well, let's just start with uh, the quarterback battle. I mean, I you know, guys, I think it's a battle. I really, truly think Luke Altmyer, Jackson Dart, and even Ken Dent, to an extent, are battling it out. Um, you know, not what I expected, and it's probably not going to end up that way but um you know Altmaier's kind of got his blood up a little bit he's fighting and um you know if i had to pick one single quarterback saturday that probably had the best day it would be luke Altmaier. yeah um now jackson dart has got a terrific big cannon for an arm and he showed it off but um you know if i had to pick you know it, it it's almost like picking between oh, how to put this, um, you know, a, 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 a safer guy yeah. like Meyer and maybe a little bit of a guy with a wild streak like Jackson Dart. And I'm not talking about wild streak in anything un, unrelated to football, but Dart looks like he's got a tendency to play like a madman out there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he he he's not shy about forcing tight balls. I'll tell you that much,
0: yeah, and I've heard the same thing that that you saw Saturday, David, and then that you're hearing. Uh, there look, there's two ways to look at this with the quarterbacks, okay? so let's let's have some common sense among us. Of course, the coaches want to keep everybody here. so it it does not do them any benefit to name anyone early. Okay, and I mean that's speaking the obvious here, so that that is what it is. But I don't want people to get the impression that this is um this is make believe that uh, that these two guys are going at it. And like you said, Kincaid didn't had a good day Saturday, also. So mm-hmm. it's it's fair to throw him in there. But I'm hearing the same things that that you're hearing that that Luke Altmaier came back ready to compete, and he has been really good so far. But he's the more conservative guy; does not push the ball down the field as much. As Dart does. And then on the flip side with Dart, he he is physically superior, you know, bigger arm. He's a bigger guy. He'll, he'll throw the ball down the field at the same time. You know, as well as I do when it comes to playing quarterback, you know, whoever makes the best decisions, gets the ball to the, the guys on their team will be the guy that's under center but um but no i'm hearing the same stuff that you're hearing that that definitely there's a competition there i think they're excited about what they see with dart because physically and and you could expand on this more from seeing him firsthand physically he has all the tools
1: yeah yeah I, i mean if you want to be honest about the situation at this point of their careers i think dart's ceiling is higher right um you know, how much he develops that ceiling is, is well, That's kind of up in the air. But, um, you know, that that's kind of how I see things. But, I mean, you know, I, I started the entire scrimmage the best I could. And you understand it's a scrimmage, your ground level, things like that. But I had Luke Altmaier 15 of 20 for 183 yards. And, you know, I had Dart, I think, 11 for 16 for 256 yards. Yeah. So you know, uh, number one, I, I mean, the difference in yardage there probably, you know, demonstrates the difference in their arm strength. Because Dart, I mean, he threw he threw touchdown passes of forty and forty five yards, and uh, you know, uh, yeah, all the potentials there. Jackson Dart was a huge get out of the portal. Um, you know, as far as Kenkay Dent goes, I mean, I I, the, I mean, he played well. Uh, not a lot of mistakes. We had him 12 for 17, 153 yards, and three touchdowns with no interceptions. So, you know, if you're if you're into that kind of stuff with scrimmages. But, um, you know, I, if I were Lane Kiffin right now, I could not tell you who my starting quarterback was going to be. I just don't know at this point. And, you know, you bring an interesting point. Uh, uh, you, you don't want anybody to leave, right? That's right. So, you know. Is Lane going to step to the podium this spring and declare a quarterback? I don't think so. I mean, I think this is going to be air quotes wide open um, all the way up to probably the final week of fall count. You know, I
0: mean, I just think that's what we're looking at here. Well, and then, look, it's a, that's a good. It's good that the quarterback room has multiple players in it. Okay, that that is a good thing, and kind of going down that same road, we're talking about quarterbacks, and you just gave all these numbers. The wide receiver numbers are the other side of that; they have to be good. And tight end number, I've heard this from a couple of different places now, even amongst some really good players that they brought in. That that tight end Michael Trigg is is, is very likely the best player they brought in, a real difference maker. Yeah, there's there's no secret about
1: Trigg anymore. Everybody knows how. Uh how talented he is, including the Ole Miss secondary, let me tell you, um, and, and a few unlucky linebackers that have to cover him. Yeah. Um, Circus-style catches. I mean – you know, kid airlifting up 10 feet and, uh,
0: you know, yanking a ball away from a safety or a corner or a linebacker. Well, David, you mentioned like even other players know it, and you you know what that's like better than most because you had a kid on the team. Players recognize other guys like that, and when they start talking and there's buzz around those kids just within the team, I mean, you can tell how talented a kid is.
1: Oh, yeah, sure. There's not a doubt. And, I mean, this Michael Trigg is, is – is, Yeah, perhaps the biggest get for the Rebels out of the portal. Ole Miss hasn't had a tight end with Michael Trigg's capabilities, in my opinion, since Evan Ingram was here. Yeah, And um, Trigg is every bit that kind of player Evan Ingram was in college, only bigger. He's thicker, um, harder to bring down. So, yeah, I mean, Michael Trigg. Jackson Dart, both those guys that came from USC, um, man, and there was a third, Danny Lockhart, the linebacker as well. I mean, hear nothing but good things about all three of those kids. Seeing nothing but good things from Jackson Dart and Michael Trigg.
0: Well, and then David, we also talked about the wide receivers. I know a, a, several of those guys physically look better. Uh, you know, know the, t- the two I told you last night that looked great. Yeah, I mean Braylon that is, and. Uh,
1: Raylan Brown and Brandon Buckhalter, Uh, I mean, you know, both of those guys look like they're carrying 210, 215 pounds around. They probably are uh, without any loss of speed or agility. Um, And they look cookie cutter. And what I mean by that is uh, they look like the same guy to me, you know. Uh, It's it's kind of funny in that regard. But, um, you know, uh, so anybody worried? about receiver depth at Ole Miss this year, I think, can rest easy. The depth is there. It's going to be there. It it, it has been developed over the offseason, continues to be developed, and I think the Rebels are going to be A-OK at wide receiver.
0: Yeah, like you mentioned, they, they're bringing in guys. uh they, There's some coming back that are going to be better. I don't know if there's one <laughs> – just burner in the group that's going to just completely take the top off. But I do think there's going to be guys in there that aren't just possession guys. There's going to be some guys that can run, and I think they'll have plenty to work with at wide out.
1: Yeah, they do. They definitely do. Uh, you know, you and I discussed Rafe Vinson last night. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, Rafe's going to have a role. He's going to have a role on this team.
0: And, um, you know, so I know he has impressed the coaches. And, oh, and- and and they're already talking about him in the red zone and some things he could do there. He yep. he will have a role, like you said. He's just such a smart player. No, no, uh, he's talented. Yep.
1: But he's smart, and it shows. Uh, kind of, you know, you have some guys out on the football field that, you know, you can just see the 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 football brains oozing out of their head. And Rafe is one of those kind of guys. He's gonna he's gonna run the right routes. He's gonna make the catch. He's dependable, and uh,
0: going to be fun to watch him this fall. Well, and I don't know if this guy I'm going to bring up will be ready. And in, in fact, I would it, it would be hard for me to imagine he'll be ready because freshmen that come in at any position usually it just takes a little while. But if they're looking for a kid that can just run and take the top off a of defense, did you see what Jeremiah Dillon ran a couple of weeks ago? A hundred meters and at a at a meet in Clinton. Yeah, it was fast. 10 9 <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, to give you an idea how fast. You remember, I think this was last year when DK Metcalf was challenged by some sprinters, hey, to come out here and try to qualify for the U.S. Olympic team or something along those lines. Uh-huh. And a DK goes out. And granted, he's everyone is familiar with how he's built. He's, he's huge. But he ran 10 6 And these are electronic laser times. For Dylan to go out and run ten three nine, it's the I did a little fact checking on it. That's the tenth fastest hundred meter time in the country this year for a high school kid. Wow. So he uh, he, I, like I said, I don't think he could be ready right out of the gate. But that's a kid I think will come in and he's going to be good. Yeah, yeah, and a great
1: kid, and um, you know he'll he'll get here at late in late May. Yeah, um, not a lot of time to get this guy. Uh, I guess you know ready for sec football but um you know probably a guy you're gonna see two three years down the line here make a difference and uh that's what that's what i would think about jeremiah dylan right now
0: well and then we'll probably go a little offense heavy here with the podcast today um we'll maybe maybe some defense but we might hold some of that to, to really focus on it later but the the backfield they, i know this might sound pollyanna david because uh, the running back room was so good last year. So you don't want to just come out and say, oh, yeah, we're the, it's the same. Didn't skip a beat. But uh, but I've had several people tell me that the running back room, anybody expecting anything different than what they got last year would, would be in the wrong, that that group looks as good as any group we have.
1: Yeah, I think the running backs are going to be better than fine. Uh, Zach Evans, Ulysses Bentley, Kentrell Bullock is running his tail off. Um, You know, I I think you got three studs back there, really and truly. Quinshawn Judkins is a true freshman who got here in January. Um, You know, they're running Quinshawn, too. And, um, you know – yeah, I think Quinn Sean, you know, uh, he, he certainly got a chance to be uh, the guy who spells Zach Evans this fall. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I do. I like I like what I'm seeing out of the running backs room. Uh, and I like what I'm seeing out of the offensive line, the first five out there, to be honest with you. Uh,
0: yeah, well, you would – I mean, look, you you raised one, okay? So, I mean, you're familiar with that, that position uh, – for sure. What, what do you think of Mason Brooks? Did you get a chance to see him? Yeah, I think he's a road grader. Yeah. He's an athletic
1: road grader. Um, you know, Mason Brooks is going to play in the NFL. Um, heck, I, I'm not sure all five of them won't eventually play in the NFL. And I don't know if we've ever been able to say that at Ole Miss, um, that, that you've got five offensive linemen and all five of them Will 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 play for an NFL team one day?
0: Um, that's not a stretch. I mean, you're talking about Jeremy James. He'll get an NFL grade. Broker will. Mason Brooks will. I mean, that that's not a stretch.
1: Yeah, I think I think Caleb Warren will. I think yeah. Caleb uh, Caleb will as well. And then Eli Acker is, uh, you know, he's in there fighting and, uh, and 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 getting better every day. And you can see his body starting to develop. So, you know, I don't think it's a stretch to think. In a year or two, you know, we may be talking about Eli Acker in the same light.
0: Look, I don't want to I don't want to be negative with this because this kid's a really good player. Caleb Warren. David, am I wrong to remembering this? I thought last year when they tried this some with Caleb, he had a lot of issues with the snap.
1: Yeah. You know, he I thought he I thought he did not look natural at the center position last year. Now. Uh, You know, I'm not Jake Thornton and don't claim to be, so Jake would know better than me. Yeah. Uh, But, um, you know, I I, I thought Caleb looked better at the guard spot, Um, you know, but obviously in the end they did too because they went out and got a transfer center at the last second. Yeah. But, um, you know, right now, I mean, I thought he looked fine on Saturday. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Uh and that's no shade at,
0: at Caleb Warren who is a very good interior oh, lineman. I just said I think he's an NFL prospect. Yeah, right. and what you, you remember did. with Ben Brown when Ben made that move, it ju- it wasn't natural for him either.
1: No, you have to <laughs> you, number one you have to be extremely intelligent uh because you're making the line calls in about a, about 0.5 of a second. And, and setting protections and things like that uh, in, in this offense. And you guys know how fast this offense moves. I mean, you know, you you got to get on the ball and, uh, and, and get those line calls made. And, you know, it, it's not an easy thing. It looks easy to snap the ball between your legs every single play. Yeah. Oh, everybody can do that, right? No, it's tough particularly when you've got a, you know, 350-pound nose tackle right across from you that's trying to knock your head off every single snap. So, you know, the center is a difficult position. And um, you know, it, you know, is Caleb going to be the answer right now? I think he is. I mean, like I said, I thought he played fine on Saturday in the scrimmage, um, but um, you know, we'll see. We'll we'll see going down the road. I mean, he's the most experienced center they have for sure. So,
0: uh, you know, I guess we'll we'll find out soon. Well, I'll be there Saturday to see practice and to get an idea of what's going on and, you know, take some pictures, see see in person some of these guys. But uh, how many people were there over the weekend, David?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Brad Logan and I sat on the sidelines and scanned the stadium, and we counted less than 200 fans. Yeah. Very, very small crowd, uh, you know. It is what it is. It was a scrimmage, but uh, now, of course, I wasn't there the week before. I had soccer games that I was coaching that day for my seven-year-old.
0: But um, well, you so don't, I, you don't I get a whole lot. Concerned. So yeah, I mean, they open a, up what? I'm um, maybe an hour. The, the What's your question? I'm yeah, I mean, for, for practice, I didn't mean to speak over you, but like you mentioned, uh, how many people, less than 200, some of that yep. because they don't show you a whole lot of practice anyway when you make it.
1: No, they they, they don't. But, I mean, Rebel fans who got there, and, and they started at 1030. Okay. And they did not end until after 1 o'clock. Okay. So, you know, it was, uh, and I would say 75% of that was scrimmaging. Um, I wish I'd kept up with a total snap count, but I didn't. Um, I'd say that was a hundred snap scrimmage.
0: Okay. Okay. I,
1: I would think so. I mean, it, it, somewhere around there. Um, that's not official. So don't quote me on that anyone, but um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you had two and a half hours of watching the rebels practice on Saturday.
0: Well, early returns have been really good. Well, we'll save some of the defensive stuff for a little later. Uh, it's I think it's similar to the offensive side of the ball. Especially look good up front. Um, a lot of good mm. athletes on that side of the football. Maybe a, a couple places they'll look for maybe a transfer or two still. But uh, as, where, as where where would those spots be? Where do you think they need another transfer? I, I think they're two. still looking for somebody that could replace what chance Campbell did. And I don't know if that guy's out there or not, but I think they'd like to add somebody at that spot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Troy, Troy Brown, of course, a the linebacker they brought in over the offseason, season, but not, not the physical specimen chance Campbell was. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, they've got a couple of portal spots left. They're going to use them. There's no doubt. They're going to be back in the portal as soon as spring ball is over. And, uh, you know, they're going to bring in some guys, um, so so we'll see what happens. But, you know, my overall impression of Ole Miss football right now is great. Yeah. I mean, these guys, these guys, I think, may have positioned themselves to be in the hunt to win 9, 10 games again. And if you can do that, you're in the hunt for the SEC West. So, um, so far, so good,
0: Chris. That's That's how I would deem it. All right. So far, so good. David, always appreciate you, man. And, uh, Hey, look, and I saw yesterday, I just bring it up for a second. Grateful you're here, dude. I saw it was the two year anniversary of the COVID. Oh, man, Yeah, that's, uh,
1: yeah, it's been a long two years, but, uh, man, I'm glad to be here, uh, you know, and, and covering the Ole Miss rebels. And it's, um, uh, it's just a blessing. And, uh you know, we're, uh yeah, you were both COVID survivors. You were in the hospital right. a few days, too, I remember. Yeah, yeah, I did. You spent
0: three days. Yeah, I spent, I think, 52. <laughs> so, it's, 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 it's hard. To, when I saw it on Facebook, it's hard to believe it's been two years. I know,
1: man. You know, and, and uh, you know, I was getting Facebook memory reminders yesterday and things like that. And, uh, you know, so yesterday was the day that, you um, it was a friday two years ago that um i wasn't going to make it through the weekend per the doctors and uh you know it's also the the same time period the good lord stepped in and said yeah you are and uh i praise him for that and i thank you all for everything that um that you did for me and my family during that time
0: david that's awesome dude and uh Hey, look! Thanks for the time. Always good to talk to you. I'll talk to you a little later today, okay? Howdy, howdy, everybody! Yep, that's uh, that's David Johnson and Chris Brooks. You've been listening to the uh, the Inside the Rebels Rebels Two Four Seven podcast, and we'll talk to you guys later.